Made on Ridgeway Sports Podcast, episode 60. What a time to be alive. Another week in sports. And uh, it's playoff time. Playoff NFL football wild card weekend is upon us. As uh, we have a couple different things we want to talk about. As Michigan versus Ohio State. Oh, it's going on in hockey right now. Ohio State took an early 1-0 lead. 30 seconds into the game in Ann Arbor. They won last night 7-2. So Michigan looks to even the series. And they just had a great chance at a breakaway. And saved by the goalie. So... We'll keep you posted on that game, but Michigan is down early. So, we want to talk about that, but we're going to start with college basketball. And normally, I would, like, try to make it, like, a Big Ten thing, or a, but at this point, we got to just talk about Jawan Howard in Michigan. And the fact that I, quite frankly, think his seat is getting hot. I think his seat's getting hot. Some people are right in, the, in, the, in what they're saying. In Howard, every year that Beeline's players have gone out since he's left, those teams and Howard's teams have gotten worse. And, I mean, I know you're really in an unfortunate situation with you You have a starting guard in Frankie Collins who you scare off with a transfer who then gets injured and then your starting point guard's a freshman. So, I mean, I'm not the angriest, but come on. We're, we're missing it here. You know what I mean? We need better depth, right? We need somebody that can handle the ball, somebody that can score, and Michigan just doesn't have it right now. Jet Howard played his best of it, best game of his life. He finished 12-22, but he had a really, really good first half. He kind of trailed off in the second, I'll be honest, but he puts in 34 points, 12-22 shooting, 7 for 13 from 3. One steal, one rebound, two turnovers, two fouls. Not bad. Um, but, I mean, the, the guard play, 12 points on a 5 of 15 shooting out of the Doug McDaniel, and 9 points, 4 of 11 from Kobe Bufkin. you got to play better than that, man. Mm-hmm. Seven assists for them both wasn't bad. Uh, Doug McDaniel did end up with six rebounds. Um, Dickinson only puts in 12 points. I mean, the, the matchup wasn't favorable for him, but to still only put up 12 is still not the best for him. Five or six, though, so he kind of, he made he made do with the shots that he had, I guess, right? But, yeah. Um, I mean, nonetheless, like, what a choke job. Kurt, what do you, what can you say to the choke job that happened? I know you, you kind of watched believe... it sparingly. I watched it. You know, I watched all of it, but. Um, a nine-point lead. Yeah. Vanished. In a matter of minutes. By one player and the same exact play, play type and play result with three How pointers. How do you not adjust to that? Exactly. It's just like little things like that is really why I believe John Howard's seat may be starting to get hot because I think I think you can easily say this the overreaction out of the Michigan fan base, but from what this Michigan ba- basketball team has been, the the culture and you know the thought around this program right now is not good, and I don't think. This Iowa loss did anything but make it a whole lot worse. So, I really don't know. I mean, I just, I think you got to be more, you have to be better. You know, you shouldn't be so reliant on one guy that if a point guard goes down, your team is just terrible. And that's just what it's been for Michigan. 
feel like we haven't had a true point guard in a while. That too. Just a true guy that can score and when we need him to. Yeah. Definitely haven't had that. Keep the offense in flow. Make the right passes. Yeah, no right. turnovers. Right. Just feel like we haven't had a true point guard in Savior Simpson. Savior Simpson? See the last yeah. one? He yeah. really might have been the last one. That's Hope great. Shot. Yeah. So... The starters all play terrible. Terrence Williams, five points. Tess Kidder puts in seven points. Three of three from the field. Baker only takes two shots in the game. I would like to see him get a little more minutes than 13, but... Let's look at Iowa. Murray, going to be a first-round draft choice. He puts in 27 points, 45 minutes played. Ted of 22, so he... he uh, we, we defended him pretty well. Ted of 22, I'll give him that. Four of 13 from three was really well defended as well. So I felt like the Michigan defense played pretty well this game, but mm-hmm. when it mattered, when it really, really mattered, they went small once again. And that's got to be, on some standards, got to be held on the coaching, you know what I mean? Because when it matters most and the going gets tough with two minutes left and you got to lead, you got to be able to finish those type of games if you want to win, win big in college sports and Michigan just hadn't been able to do it all season. and Yeah, sitting at 9-7, a lot of questions to be answered. Right, but this team wouldn't make the NIT at this point. God forbid the NCAA tournament, so this team's got to get it together and fast. I mean, mm. nobody nobody even really... I mean, Sanford, he's the one that made the threes off the bench. He ends up with 26 points. He shoots 4 of 9 off the bench. 4 of 9 from 3, 9 of 17 from the field. For 26 points. And that those guys basically kill us by themselves. Unbelievable, man. Sad. 9-7. 3-2 in conference play. Michigan uh, has to rebound. They play, I believe, Northwestern on... What is that? Sunday? I do believe they play Northwestern. Yep, they play Northwestern at home on Sunday. 12 o'clock tip-off. Hmm. So let's see if they can rebound, but I won't Tomorrow bash noon. I won't bash them, but I will leave you Michigan fans, not Michigan fans, it really doesn't matter. Where do you think Jawan Howard sits with or how do you think his standing is with Michigan? Do you think his seat should be high underperforming? What is it? Um, you know, sound off, let us know your thoughts. For me, like I said, I think it's definitely creeping up to the hot zone for sure. With uh, results like this and not being able to finish, uh, just a really bad, really bad showing. We'll move on, though. We'll move on. <laughs> Let's talk about some NCAA hockey. Uh, we got, since January 1st, uh, we'll just go ahead and talk about the games that have happened in the first week of the new year. Kicking it off January 1st, Notre Dame won over Alaska 2-0. January 6th, Michigan played an exhibition game against the U.S. I believe this was the U.S. junior team or the prospect team. It said they won 7-6, but I don't think they won this game. I really don't think the, I don't think Michigan won this game. I think they lost, but it says 7-6 on here. So Michigan State played Ohio State. Ohio State wins 3-1, and Wisconsin plays Notre Dame, and Wisconsin wins 2-0 in Madison. The next night on Saturday, Ohio State wins 6-0 to as Michigan State was looking really good before the break, but now 
Don't look. Don't start off the year too hot. Six zero loss to Ohio State in Columbus. Notre Dame wins six to four as they get their revenge on Wisconsin in Madison, and Saint Cloud beats Minnesota three to zero in Saint Cloud. Oh, it's, it's Saint Cloud State is in Minnesota. There's so many hockey teams in Minnesota. It's like the, the <laughs> hockey capital of the world. I swear. There's like four or five. Oh, let's go! What a shot! Um, well, Michigan just scored. Uh, you might get that a lot. Michigan has tied the game up midway through the first. How did he get that through? What a shot. Yes. Let's go. Moving on. Sunday, January 8th, 2-1. to one. Minnesota gets their revenge in overtime. And bringing us into yesterday's game, Friday, January 13th. Ohio State beats on... Michigan 7-2 in Ann Arbor. Their goalie played really well. Ours did not. Um, they made some really nice passes and just played all around. An all-out better game than Michigan. They get the win 7-2. Minnesota and Notre Dame tie at 2. I hate that about college hockey. I cannot believe there's ties. That's terrible. They tie at 2. They need to get rid of ties. Yeah. Ties in sports need to be gone in general. There needs to be a winner every time. They're every time. 100%. There has to be a winner. I, I think that any anybody any sports athlete ever would rather tell you that they'd rather battle it out and have a winner and a loser than get to be a little less tired and tie. I think anybody anywhere would tell you that. Let's see, Penn State, Mi- Michigan State, Michigan State rebounds with a big three to two win over Penn State in East Lansing. That's huge for them as they are near the top of the Big Ten standings in hockey, and. uh Wisconsin had a, they had, they played the U.S. team, and it says that they lost 6-1. to one. That's funny. Wow. So, tonight we had Ohio State-Michigan obviously going on with Ohio State now on the power play. I didn't, I didn't see how they got a <gasps> penalty, but stay on. Not the power play. Power play. 12 minutes left. Not the power play. Yep. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. All right. So, we got that game going on now. Live. Live. Get it out! Get it out! Notre Dame, Minnesota, 6 p.m. And Penn State, Michigan State, 7 p.m. Kurt, let's uh, let's start on some NFL football. Well, the Niners-Seahawks game is uh, already 3-0. Okay. Niners are winning. So, San Fran is favored by 9.5. These two teams already played. Seattle got swept. You know... Since we're adding the spreads in, now that it's finally legal here, <laughs> um, you know, if I'm a betting man, I I'm, I'm gonna pick San Fran to cover that spread, and I like San Francisco to win against Seattle at home and move on to the divisional round. So that's the first game. Yeah, looking at this game, it's three zero. Uh, looks like. Did Seattle punt again, or is that Seattle getting the ball? Yeah, they punted, and McCaffrey for 68 yards down to Seattle 17. There wow. We there we go. Uh, so that's a big carry. Chris McCaffrey, 70 yards. The Niners start off I, good. I, I just I picked San Fran because I like their team more. Seattle got in 9-8 with Green Bay losing last week. Just and barely. Just them beating barely. the Rams in overtime. So, 
Geno's first playoff game, Purdy's, fir- Purdy's first playoff game, but I just like the Niners as a team overall more than Seattle. Absolutely, so. and it's already looking like San Fran is starting off the right way in the red zone, up 3-0 already. Let's see what they can do. I like the Niners as well. Cover the spread. I just I think that the Niners have just a little too much firepower for Seattle. They just barely squeaked in there. I think Gino can make this a game. I, I hope he at least makes it competitive. And uh, we'll see what happens. But for for now, I'll go with uh, San Fran. And they lead 3-0 midway through the first quarter of that game. Let's talk about the nightcap of Saturday. 8-15 game. Chargers-Jags. This is a great matchup. So these two teams already played this year. Way back in week three, and the Jags spanked the Chargers 38-10. to Yeah, well, that's... I forgot about that game completely. When I first looked these up a couple days ago, the Chargers were favored by like two and a half, but I'm not sure what PK means in parentheses, but that's what it shows on the ESPN's website. So I'm not sure what the spread is now. Might be just a pick I don't know. But to me, this is, I think, going to be a higher-scoring game. I think with Herbert's first playoff game and Lawrence's first playoff game, I think this this could be potentially the best game of the weekend, to be honest with you. The spread, Chargers, 1.5. Wow, so Minus it's almost one. like a pick-em. And yeah. usually the home team usually gets like a couple points every time. So they really – wow, okay. So Mike Williams got ruled out. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big loss. The Chargers mess around with their starters when they shouldn't have and played them when they really didn't need to, and yeah. they paid the price for it with one of their big-time receivers going out right before the playoffs. Just crazy mis- mismanagement when you really didn't need to you know, make anything happen in that game, and you see one of your best players go out and right They lost before. anyways. Yeah, they, and they end up losing. Denver. They end up losing. They said Mike Williams... Wouldn't be back in, until the Super Bowl yep, if, if the Chargers even make it. Yeah. So, huge unfortunate loss. This is Chargers have really been healthy a whole lot this whole season. Chris McCaffrey touchdown passing. He threw a touchdown. No. Call. Oh, call okay. Um. So if I, I think this is a real close game. A lot of people are going with the Jags. I'm I'm going to lean towards the Chargers for this game. And I think Herbert gets his first playoff win. This is really just a pick em And I have been trying my hand in some of this bets since it's been legal. I've done all right, I would say, for myself. But speaking on this game, I just thought it was too close to bet on, to be honest, man. Like, this game, to me, is right down the middle. I think that... The Chargers having injuries really opens the door for the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence to come in and win this game. I still really like Austin Eckler, but I think Trevor Lawrence is probably outplaying Herbert right now. ETN's playing really well, but so is Eckler, and it really is just a pick em. I think that the injuries just open the door too much, and I think Trevor Lawrence takes advantage. I could very well see this game going either way. Should be a fantastic game, but I'm going to go... 2017 Jags. Mm. Yeah, I got the Chargers winning and covering 24 to 21. I guess if you count that as a high scoring game, I could see it close to being. I could see it being close to 30. Right. Because these two might just light it up. 
which right. that'd be pretty exciting. Yeah. Regardless, moving on to the Sunday games. The first game at one o'clock, Miami going to Buffalo. Buffalo favored by twelve and a half. That's pretty fair to say. You know, my Miami comes off of a very close win over the Jets last week. Again, they needed to win to get in, and we both picked the Dolphins to win. They come out eleven to six with a win. They get in. Buffalo comes off a big win over New England, and Skylar Thompson's the third string. He's playing for Miami tomorrow, and I, I just really feel like Buffalo is going to get on a roll here, and I think they won this game big. Give me Buffalo probably twenty eight to ten, maybe thirty one to ten. I got a good feeling about Buffalo this year. I, I did prior to the season, and I really feel like they're gonna go on to some big things. Uh, the Bills were my pick to win the Super Bowl, or at least come out of the AFC for sure. And I'm sticking true to that at least as of right now. So give me the Bills big. I mean, Skylar Thompson third string. I don't really think the Dolphins have much chance with Tua, let alone Skylar Thompson. So, I think Buffalo probably wins yeah, this. Yeah, Buffalo in cold January, nah. Yeah, Miami isn't used to the cold either. I know we didn't play, play as much better. That's a penalty. Yeah. If you're a betting man, if you if just take definitely take the 12, 12 and a half. Definitely take the 12 and a half. I could definitely yeah, see them covering that for sure. Um, on to the next game, New York Giants heading to Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by three in this game. This is another pretty close game to me, to be honest with you. They did just play a few weeks ago, and Minnesota needed like a like a 50-plus yard field goal to win that game. Yeah. I remember we were watching that. That game was pretty close. Right. So... The Giants didn't really play the Stars last week. Minnesota pretty much took care of Chicago. Yep. This is a very close game, in my opinion. You know, who do you who do you trust more, Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? Right. Minnesota's a potential fraud. A lot of their wins have literally been one-score games. So, if Minnesota wins, I could definitely see this being a very it's it's a close game. Right. It, you can really pick both teams. You know, Kirk Cousins has only been in the playoffs a couple times to the playoffs with Washington once, and he went with the Vikings once and played the Saints a couple years ago. Daniel Jones is first year in the playoffs, so not much experience to speak of. I'm probably going to pick Minnesota here. To to be honest with you. Let's go! Give me Minnesota to win, and I don't think they're going to cover the spread, though. I like them probably probably something like 24 to 23. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Yeah, give me, give me Minnesota to win this game. I don't think they cover, though. What did you say this spread was that? This says Minnesota's three. That's what I mean. Minnesota's favored by three. Oh, but I yeah. think they win the game, but I think they win like 24-23. Oh, this one, man, I don't... I just... I don't think... The Giants can hold Justin Jefferson. I really don't. That was my biggest concern. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't. Barkley hasn't looked good enough to be able to take over the game in the in the sense that I think he would have to have a stellar stellar showing to give the Giants a chance. I think that he would have to take the game over and single handedly. 
pretty much beat the Vikings by himself. I think they would have to control the clock, keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins and that offense hands, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think I'm going Vikings, but I think they cover. I think it's probably like 27-24. I could see them one by three. We'll call that was the last. That was their last score too. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that, okay, well, that probably won't happen again. All right. Well, let's say it's like a 20, 21-17. Yeah, I'll go twenty-one seventeen Minnesota. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the Sunday night game. Baltimore heading to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by seven points. They just played last week, and the Bengals pretty much took care of them. I think Cincinnati, as I've said all year, is one of the best AFC teams, especially in the playoffs. They've won, man, I don't know how many games straight. It's been a while since they've lost. Baltimore, no Lamar, as we already knew. They just can't put up enough points. You know, they put up maybe around 14 points a game. And Cincinnati is definitely going to put up more than that. I think Cincinnati wins this game. You know, probably 27, 24 to like 10 or 13. And they will cover that spread for sure. I don't doubt that. So I think Cincinnati gets it done and Joe Burrow keeps rolling. Yeah, I just no Lamar, no Baltimore for me, especially against Cincinnati. I think that. Um, the Jamar Chase and, you know, Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow is just too much. Baltimore defense has played well, and I think they can kind of make this closer than a lot of people will think. Eight and a half points is what ESPN says. Oh, okay. I don't know if, I don't know if the Bengals cover eight and a half. That's, that's tough to cover, a nine point. I mean, this, the one, the, the ESPN page I'm on was a couple of days ago. Yeah. So maybe it's been changed, right. but... Yeah, I'm definitely picking the Bengals. I'd probably take them with the spread, too. I just don't think Huntley and that offense can really put up any points at all. So I'm way more confident in, uh, in Burrow and that Bengals offense to keep on moving on. For sure. Moving on to the last game of wildcard weekend, Monday Night Football, Dallas... Cowboys heading to Tampa Bay. Looks like Dallas is favored by three. And, you know, I, I'm i going to pick the opposite way. You know, Dallas comes off of a pretty bad loss to Washington last week. Yeah, they looked... That, that was... For them playing everybody as long as they did, they looked terrible. Yeah, I think Dak threw maybe a little bit over 100 yards. Yeah, that was maybe. awful. But... You know, heading into the playoffs, you want to look better than that. Yeah. So you're on the road at Tampa. You've already played once this year. Way back in week one, of course. Tampa won that game. Tom Brady, 7-0 and against Dallas. Dallas hasn't won a road playoff game since 1992. I'm taking Tampa to win this game. I think uh, I'm taking Brady to beat beat Dallas, and I think Dallas is one and done. And that, uh, Tampa Bay will move on. Yeah. Give me Tampa. This will be a close game, though, but I like Tampa probably 24-23-20. Dak's throwing like an interception in like seven games straight. Brady won't turn the ball over, and he'll turn Dak's turnovers into points. So I like, I like Tampa to win it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I like Dallas's offense better, but I just 
it's so hard to get to, to bet against Brady at this point, man. He's just been there so many times. You know he's going to have the Bucks ready. They're at home. I mean, Dak has one playoff win. Brady has over 30. Right. I just, the teams don't stack up, but I just, I think that Brady just, he just means you that much. You don't bet against him in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, I think you he just. don't bet against him. He, he, he matters that much, and I think Curtis Eckler, I just, I, do, I don't bet against him in the playoffs. He is the greatest of all time for a reason, and I think he shows why. And beat the Dallas team that he probably shouldn't have no business beating with the team that he has. I mean, it's not bad, but it's definitely. Nine. Yeah, it's 8-9, and, and it's definitely Dallas not. Dallas is. 12-5. Yep. I'll take the Bucks too. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas was able to pull this off if Brady finally showed I'm his age. Dallas, I think, is better. Yeah. But that's just, when it comes to playoffs, as we've seen, that's not always how it happens. Yep. So, so that's about all the playoff games this weekend. And, yeah, shit. I, hopefully the games are good. I want to yeah. see good games again. Looks like all these games should be all right. Seattle is driving end of the first quarter, and they are looking to score. So, big game there and big weekend of football, plus a Monday night game. Going to be a good wildcard weekend. Hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, I don't really think there's anything else we really needed to add. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, nothing Nothing really happened as far as news and uh so I think we will see you guys next week with some updates of some college football. College football. We'll update the playoffs. We will update college hockey and basketball. Yep. And uh, keep it going. So, oh, what a save. Michigan, as we end off the podcast, is up 2-1, to one, one minute left in the first period. And uh, they had some really good chances. 15 to 12 is the shots in this game as it looks to go to intermission. Three on one. What a save. Portillo with a huge save. I think that'll about do it. And I think that'll about do it. Good way to close it out. I hope you guys enjoyed. Episode uh, 60. Episode 60. Peace. We out.